A hundred years ago, the dark wizard Hollowell raised an army and tried to conquer the world. He was stopped by an unlikely hero, Sheriff Asip Stormwood. As Hollowell died, he prophesied that he would be reborn twice more and rise again. Stormwood looked him in the eye and said if Hollowell did, his descendants would strike him down. Sheriff Asip Stormwood went on to form Stormwood and Associates to make sure they'd be ready for Hollowell's returns. A private detective, security, and federally licensed magic users agency. 25 years ago, Hollowell returned for the first time, and a Stormwood made good on Asip's promise. But the third coming of Hollowell may not be so far in the future. But the young Raz Stormwood just might know it's coming, and she plans to be ready. Our scene does not open on the Stormwood office like normal at the beginning of an adventure. No. Our heroic Raz Stormwood, Babbitt, and the newest employee of Stormwood and Associates, Mara Sanchez, are standing outside a bank, and Babbitt and Mara are lifting giant sacks of coins out of the back of one of the company's black SUVs. You see, the Sanctuary of Mercy was not exactly happy with the way that Stormwood and Associates fulfilled their contract and decided that rather than write them a check or hand them bills, decided to pay their bill in as many coins as possible. As this was largely the new employee Mara's fault, she has, of course, been drafted to help carry these coins into the bank. You guys are on the city street outside of the bank. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, to give some description, we are in a, we are in the middle of San Ricardo. This is a fairly busy street. The bank is in a larger building that is uh, flanked on both sides by other um, similar multi-story buildings. The bank branch that you guys are going to is on the first floor of this building. Um, and the doorways, you know, open straight into the branch from the shop. There are upper floors on this building that the bank doesn't occupy. Um, Mara is grumbling. Uh, just sort of looking annoyed. Can we not contract with with religious institutions from now on? Well, if we do in the future, we'll try not to piss them off. Looks at Mara. Look, I have... There are things... just sort of shrugs and hauls one of the burlap sacks <laughs> full of coins with the uh, logo for the Sanctuary of Mercy on it. And is, she is attempting to pull it out of the back of the SUV and is not doing a great job of it. Abbott lifts the, his bag up onto his back. What's your fitness? 
Uh, three. <laughs> it is not an easy task. It's, uh, you, you manage to do it as, as Vara manages to do it. She also has a fitness of three. But this is, um, you're pretty much dragging it. Also, right. the fact that the, the bag of coins is almost your size. It's not sure. helping. I have a fitness of four. So can I just grab a bag in each hand and bring it in? Well, they're only two large sacks. Oh, okay. Never mind. You could help one of these two people, but you don't have to. You're the boss. Yeah, I could just lean against the van and have a smoke. Mara starts slowly dragging one of the bags to the to the door of the bank. Yeah, I, I follow her. I just look at the door, unsure of what to do now. <laughs> it, it is a, uh, say, a glass door that uh, pulls outwards. Yeah. <laughs> I look back <laughs> pleadingly at Raz. <laughs> Uh, she'll take her cigarette, toss it on the ground, stub it out with her boot, and go and hold the door open. Thank you. You guys managed to lug the coins into the lobby. So, as you enter the lobby, directly across from you, um, the, the, the lobby is, is fairly, fairly sizable. Um, there's a tiled floor that leads to, directly in front of you, a bank of tellers um, that, uh, effectively, the, the entrance to the bank the, is, uh, is at, like, the far left of the bank. So, like, the, the, the wall of the bank is, is, is lined up with the left edge of the door. Um, the, ahead of you, you see the, a row of tellers, and to the right, there's kind of an open area with, like... Uh, like some personal, like individual desks for people doing like loans and personal finances, and there's also um, on the 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 side that you entered from, there's a row of offices, and it's it's very bank-like. <laughs> there are a number of people in here. There's there are people lined up at the tellers. Then there's about three or four teller windows open. I go get in line. <laughs> So Babbitt and Mara are dragging the large bags of coin, I'm assuming, across the tile floor. Yep. And the horrified expression of the tellers, <laughs> all of them seem to be praying you don't line up for their window. There are, there are three tellers. And I'm are there no, hmm? no coin counting machines? There are not any out in the public part, no. You're going to have to get these over to the tellers. Um, so, there are about uh, three or four people in line at each window. I'm assuming you're just going to pick the closest one so you don't have to drag it as far. Yes. <laughs> All right, um, and Raz, I'm assuming you're going to fill out the deposit slip. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So for this part, it's just pretty much a boring everyday, you know, you're waiting in line at the bank. As you get to the window, a young woman is just looks completely dejected on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the counter. Can I help you? Yeah, I'd like I'd like to make a deposit, please. Can I slide over the deposit slip? How are yeah. gonna? Those are that's a what? Uh, Margaret. She she motions to another one of the tellers. Uh, can can can, can you get Glenn to like get a cart? Every teller is just sort of looking at you like you're Satan. Um, eventually, an older gentleman in a security uniform walks out with a cart. And uh, he, try- he and Mara managed to get one of the bags of coins onto it. Uh, have to take more than one trip, I guess, and so this guy who's probably this elderly security guard who's probably about 75 years old wire thin thick mustache is now trying to push this cart of coins back through to a security door to bring them back behind the tellers as you guys are waiting there you start to see well, let's see here. How do I describe this? Eleven men in matching black suits and obnoxious Halloween masks carrying shotguns burst through the door. Really? An alarm sounds, and after all of them enter, um, the a shutters slam down over the front door, as clearly a teller has hit an alarm. The man in front yells, Everyone drop to the ground! This is a bank robbery. If there's a problem, they can solve it. If you need to find someone, they can do it. Stormwood and Associates is a detective, security, and federally licensed magic users agency. If you need help, they'll be there. But don't get in their way. Or else, you'll get caught in the eye of the storm. So right now, 11 men with shotguns are, some of them with bags, are now spreading out around the room. Um, 
and they've already now slammed the elderly security guard to the ground. You have a bunch of guys with guns pointed at you, and I should point out, um, you were not allowed to bring weapons into this bank, nor a grappling hook gun. Should also mention there's probably about a dozen hostages. Who all, like innocent people who all have guns pointed at them. Mara's dropping to the ground. What are you guys doing? Uh, it drops to, the, drops to the ground. Babbitt, Roll my eyes listen. Drop. Babbitt, I have a question. Were you still holding the bag of coins? Yeah, I think I'm probably behind the, the bag now. All right, so roll me a d10. Okay. Eight. As you drop to the ground, the bag of coins opens up and spills all over the floor. Right. One of the, the, ro the, the lead robber just sort of looks at you and goes, What? the hell is wrong with you? Sorry. This is... Who does that? The bank robbers are now pointing their guns at... So three of them are going to the tellers. And uh, you can hear the lead who walked in first. I need... I need the bank manager. Immediately. You! He points to one of his other guys. Put all of these hostages in the office to the left. You are all now being herded into a small office that is uh, in the back corner of the, uh, the room. Are you guys going to go? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, Mara, Babbitt, and Raz, and 12 hostages are now being herded into a small office. And uh, there, there are about three of the guards, three, three of the guards, three of the bank robbers are in there with you holding guns on you. The door closes. Everybody stay still, and no one gets hurt. Unless I feel like it. Why are you doing this? What? Why are you doing this? bank robbery sure sure but why why does anybody rob a bank I don't know because it's there there are a lot of places that are there do you rob all of them I mean that's really a philosophical question I mean, no, no. Why was a like was more of a philosophical question? I'm asking if you rob all the places. I mean, one would hope so. One day, in a life well lived, 
Don't you think, Leroy? Feather Kelly. Don't use my name, dude. Yeah, don't use his name. Oh, don't come use on. Leroy's name. Don't you use my name either, little guy. Sorry. Hey, Leroy, what's his name? Fair's fair. You, so, can, you can tell him my name. It's okay. Don't want to tell him your name. It's, we we don't want to tell him any of our names. You just, are, are you ashamed of me? I'm not... What? I... I mean, kind of right now. Are you ashamed of him? Kind oh of God. right now. Shut up. Points his gun at you. I shut up. God. Dude. You've been so annoying since you got therapy. I've, I've learned to process my trauma. Maybe you would be happier... If you, like, I figured out that I want to do this because of the challenge and and how it makes me feel. And that it's no longer just some sad excuse that, like, I need the money. Because we know we don't need the money. I need the money? You don't need the money. You're fine. I really need the money. I like having kneecaps. You have a gambling problem, Leroy. Stop using my name! all of this going on I assume they're being distracted well enough that um, okay quick question is there I assume there's a desk in this office there is there is so you guys are kind of been herded behind the desk there's a desk with a chair and then there are two chairs on the other side of the desk where like a potential client could sit down and talk with the, the person whose office this is cool um I'd love to try to totally investigate that desk while the, you know, guards are distracted. While the while the robbers are distracted. Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, roll me a d10 because there's still a third bank robber in here who isn't part of this conversation. So we'll see if he's distracted by the conversation. Two. <laughs> roll it again because I also rolled a two. Ah. Five. So you go to investigate the desk, and uh, the third robber just points his gun at you, say, and just stop. What What are you doing? Just curious. Well, you could just curiously keep your hands off of the desk. You could curiously keep your gun off me. He approaches you. And he's got his gun right up near your face. Excuse me? Yeah, you could stick your little pea shooter somewhere else there, friendo. He's still pointing it at you. And at this point... I think Mara is going to actually have to do something here because she's annoyed. So Mara's standing right next to you mm -hmm. and is also within arm's reach of this guy. 
and she just sort of rolls her eyes. Shmara is to, to kind of give, uh, in case listeners don't remember what she looks like, uh, Mara is kind of, uh, at least currently, she's about 5'4", blonde hair, and she's wearing a large, oversized cardigan. And Mara is not exactly a nice person, and she's going to... Um, Mara has a device on her. She is going to use a sweep move. Using... She is going to... Oh yeah, I should mention, Mara's also wearing a pair of white gloves with silver tips on, on the fingers. And there's some sort of arcane symbol on the back of her hands. That, uh, like on the back of the of the the hand of the glove, I should point that out. Mara just sort of rolls her eyes and says, "Enough!" She throws her hand forward, grabs the guy's uh, the, his left forearm, which is holding the um, the barrel of the shotgun, like it's on the stock. Like yeah, because like the right hand for the trigger, the whatever. I might be using the wrong terminology. Gun experts, feel free to write into the show and not tell me how I was wrong because I don't care. Um, <laughs> she grabs his forearm and triggering a small device that is not exactly seen and hide hidden by the large oversized cardigan. Electric shocks erupt from her hand and she yells, Shocking grasp! And he is going to, um, he is going to be electrocuted if you guys agree that that works. I do. I do. All right. So that is a sweet move. And that's, uh, so that is combat plus level at the melee attack. Yeah, he's down. The The gunman drops to the ground. Mara uh, grabs the shotgun and tosses it to you, Raz. Excellent. Thank you. Nice to have another magic user. Roll initiative, everybody. <laughs> I got a seven. That's the worst I've ever done, I think. I got a 15. Plastic. And Mara got an... Got an 11. All right, so Raz, you're up. I assume the other two guards are startled by what just yeah, no, it's, happened. They've, they've stopped talking. They are in process of turning their guns on towards you. Cool. Um, they're they're standing fairly close together, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's probably about um, probably about four feet between them. And they're next to a wall? They're in front of the door. In front of the door. Yeah. I think I'd like to use 
well, here, um, I'll explain what I want to do and we'll see if it would be a sweet move or otherwise. Um, holding the shotgun, um, I would love to run straight into one of the guys and, like, use my shoulder and, like, just bash him into the door while shooting the other one. Okay, so like, okay, so right now you're a little behind the desk, so you want to vault the desk, charge into one of them yes. while shooting the other with the shotgun. Yes. And as a sweet move. Yeah, for sure. That sounds like <laughs> a very good sweet move. I'm going to have to figure out how damage is going to work in a moment here, but uh, um, I think that works. Do you think it works? Kyle? Yes. Yep. All right. So um, no matter what, so I have to decide whether or not this is range damage or bare hands damage. Um, why? What is your um, what is so the first person you're going to hit is going to be bare hands, but the second person you're going to hit is a range attack. But they're both fodder. So first off, just roll me a d10. Nine. Yeah. So no matter what stat we were using, they'd both be down. So you've just taken out. For one. So okay, so you get you are right now you are still in the office with all of the hostages, but you've taken out three of the bank robbers. And the door, the door held when I bashed the guy against it. Yeah, yeah, it did. Okay. Cool. So clearly, the rest of the people there might have heard the shotgun go off. Mm -hmm. But nobody knows for sure what's happened. Are we still in, in initiative order? Are we going to keep that? Um, I'm going to keep that initiative order for the moment. But um, okay, so Mara has Mara. Mara looks up to you and and says, "I have an idea." Yeah. She grabs one of the masks off of she grabs the mask off of one of the robbers. And begins to take his like suit jacket off. The one that's at her feet that she knocked out. No shit, Sherlock. I'd love to use my five minutes to disguise myself yes. as one of the And in in fact, that's also what Mara's gonna do because she is a spy is one is her current archetype as well. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks I, to your spycraft, somehow magically you're going to blend in as one of the robbers now. <laughs> Babbitt, you are way too short. Yes, I'd like to quick look around for a, a melee weapon, uh, perhaps a golf club or a letter opener. Um. Okay. Roll me a d10. Two. You find a pen. I find a pen. Okay. Are these drop ceilings? Ooh, uh, that's a good. Um, so, in the office, it is a drop ceiling, but the lobby that it opens to has a much higher ceiling, so it's not like uh, it doesn't okay. line up with the. So, like, you might be able to drop into a different office. Yeah. Like, because okay. there's a row of offices here, but okay. you can't get out into the lobby that way. 
All right, I would like to get up at, uh, into the ceiling. Okay. You pull yourself up into the drop ceiling, and you can yep. tell that you, you, like, the there is a wall where, like, to the, the main lobby, like, you expe- expected there to be, but you, it does look like you could drop into a different office. Sure. Okay. All right. Raz, what are you and yeah. Mar going to do? Well, um... Was... The disguises, her when was Mara's plan just the disguises, or does she have more? Oh, she had no other plan. Okay, cool. Um, then I am going to go have a word with the other hostages and just tell them, "Hey, um, I'm a private detective. Um, I assume I have my phone on me." Like, they didn't take away... They did not take your phones. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell them to, hey, call the police. So, you pull out your phone. There is no signal. Fun. Does my communicator work? Your earpiece, you can... You, you can test out your ear... You, your earpieces do work with Mara and Babbitt. But if I tried to call to contact Cal, you're not getting an outside signal. Something's jamming any communications out of this building. Okay, cool. Well, I'm still gonna tell the hostages to to sit tight. Um, I'll get them out safely. I mean, you can you can assume that an alarm's been triggered by the fact that the shutters went down over the door. Hell yeah. So, like. Obviously, the police are probably have probably been alerted. Like you can, you you know the okay. police know it, that that something's wrong. Okay, cool. Then, um, I am just gonna tell Mara to follow my lead, and I'm gonna whip open that office door and yell out there. Was Lloyd the one that went? No, Lloyd was the the one that went down. Leroy's the one you shot. Leroy. Okay. And I don't know the name of the one that went down, that got electrocuted. No. Yeah. The the guy who got electrocuted, pretty much his only dialogue was pointing his gun in your face and telling you to sit down. Yeah. Um, but I'm still gonna, like, I'm gonna fling that door open and yell into the lobby, Hey! We got a problem here! Handle it! the voice yell from by the tellers our dude just got electrocuted and went down something's going on you know the electrocuted one's the one whose clothes I'm wearing right so uh, the guy by the tellers just kind of shrugs and uh, motions for one of the... You can see... The, so right now, looking out into the lobby, you can tell that one of them is still standing by the tellers. You can't see the tellers anymore. Um, the door to the back um, is open. Like, like you're in, like, a loan officer, like, office where this happened. Um, the door to the back behind the tellers is open, and there's um, another guy 
kind of, you know, he looks like he's hauling something back there. Like you don't know what. Um, the guy by the teller just yells, just don't kill all of them. How many robbers do I see in the lobby? In the lobby, you just see the guy by the tellers, and then you can you can see there's motion like in. So he's standing by the tellers to the right of the tellers, um, which is actually more direct. Direct. So as you look out of the office, the guy by the tellers is to your left. Directly across the entire lobby, there's a door that's open to the back, and you can see that there's movement back there. Right. And so, but you're only seeing one guy standing in the lobby. But you know, like, you know that there are more just like literally right around the corner. Okay. Dan thinks that solid sneaking in would be the most effective. Ken is also worried about being seen choking out a fellow robber. Hmm. Mara just sort of walks right out of the office carrying one of the shotguns and just starts walking to the back. The guy guy by the teller goes, what are you doing? She just looks at him and says, I need to take a piss. And he just sort of shrugs, and she just walks right back into the back. Awesome. What are you doing, Babbitt? I'm going to make my way to the, to the next uh, office and carefully lift up one of the tile, ceiling tiles to okay. look in. Yeah, so there are... Yeah, so... There is... So there's an office. Um, so, okay... So you're in the roof, you're in the ceiling. So there are you. So to assuming you were facing the lobby, like if you were like facing the door and you went up there, you can actually see that it goes both to the right and to the left. Um, you know that to your left there are there are more offices that you saw. The lobby ended to your right, and so you don't know what's in that direction, but there are other things. Okay, I want to go that unknown direction. To the unknown direction? Okay. Yes. So, you drop, you remove a tile. Are you going to look before you drop in? Yeah, I'm looking. All right, you see what looks like um, it's an empty lunchroom. Like, there's a couple of tables with chairs, like a sink and some fridges. Right. It's it's the employee break room. Yep. I want to look for things to 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 do to pierce people with. Okay, so something better than your pen. Um, are you gonna? So you're dropping in, and you're gonna look in here. Yeah. All right. Roll me a d10. Two. You find a handful of plastic sporks. Okay. I leave those. <laughs> I'm literally so just to, to explain, 
whatever you're rolling on these d10s when I'm asking you that, the lower the number, the shittier the thing you find. Yeah. The higher the number, yeah, the better I got the it. you find. It's, yeah, I got it. I'm not purposely trying to be mean. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? I'm better with my hands anyway. <laughs> so you are right now in the darkened lunchroom. Yep. There uh, is, is there's a door in front of you, and it's closed. Okay. Um, is there a phone? Is there a phone? That is a... Um... By a landline. <laughs> there's not one in the the room you're in. Sure. Okay. I'll say that it's because you know there's just not one in the lunchroom. Yeah. I I will point out there 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 was one in the office you started in. Yeah, but I needed to get out of there. Yeah. Was... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert: the line's been cut. Yeah, I figured, but. It's something you gotta check. Yeah. But okay, so you are in the lunchroom. There's a door in front of you. Okay. Um, I would like to crack the door open. All right. What you see is a short hallway. Um, on one side there are so it's a short hallway with a door at the end that's closed. On the right there are two doors one is marked men's the other women's it's where the bathrooms are and then there are, are two closets to the like two s- closet sliding doors to the left okay um like look in a closet i uh, see a bunch of coats where the employees put their coats Anything else? Uh, some shoes. Like some of the, like some sneakers where like clearly some of the female employees switch shoes when they leave work. Okay. You looking for anything else? Are you you looking for something useful? Is that what you're saying? I'm, yeah, just looking, yeah. Roll me a d10. 10. You find in the pocket of one of the coats a good sized switchblade oh okay alright um <clears throat> I'm gonna go looking around up for other stuff I'd like to try to you know try to stay hidden okay um are you gonna hide yeah, if I can I try to try to hide if I can. Uh, four. Your your hide roll is a four. Yeah. Well, that's gonna be great. Uh huh. <laughs> well, it's better than a one. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, I meant to not close that. Oh, there we go. All right. So you are. All right. So let's go back to Raz. Raz, you've just Hello. seen your employee disappear <laughs> into a door room where all the robbers are. Yeah. But I've seen her capabilities and I heard the other robber out in the by the tellers. 
and knowing that I, like if I left here and he saw he'd be right pissed so I would love to because my investigation of the desk failed earlier I'd love to like actually totally investigate that desk okay so alright you go back into the room totally investigate the desk. It is a loan officer's desk. There are forms. There is a computer. There's a phone. Um, what are you looking for? Uh, I don't know. Anything useful, I guess. Alright, so there's like a letter opener and like if you need a weapon. Um, there's yeah, it's a pretty sharp letter opener it's something um, I mean you also have a shotgun on you right now um, I know let me see here uh, there's there's not a lot in this literally was just a, a loan officer's office in a bank it's um, yeah there's a phone but the line's dead um, there's uh yeah it's it is what it is. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'd like to take the letter opener. Okay. Because I want to see if I can... Um, I want to see if I can use it like a throwing dagger. I would, I would definitely let you try. <laughs> I mean, it's it's sharp. It's metal. It's you know, it's a sharp, pointy metal thing. You know, yeah, it's, it's just risky if it doesn't work. Right. It's Does it have any sneaky. I'll say this. I, I would say this. Yeah. It would work really well as a stabbing weapon, and on a sweet move, you could probably use it as a throwing dagger. But if you just tried to throw it as an attack, it probably wouldn't work all that well. Yeah. Otherwise, I could just walk up to that guy, snap his neck, and move on back. Okay, so while you're looking through the desk, you see the door open, and if it weren't for the fact that you know it's Mara, you'd be convinced it was one of the robbers coming back in. Okay, so, like, there's a bunch of them. But they got, like, one guy down by the vault. But, like, everyone else is in the safety deposit box room. I don't... I th I don't know if this robbery is exactly what they're, they're trying to make it look like. What do you think it is? I mean, ob obviously they're looking for something in the safety deposit boxes. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, now that she's back, um, I'm going to tell her to hang out. And um, I'm going to head out and, you know, to the back. Okay. 
So and you walk yeah. out. So you're gonna walk out of the room. Yep. Okay. You walk out of the room, and uh, the guy by the teller is, is just going. So what are you doing now? I walk up to him. You do. You doing okay, Jonesy? Look, I know it's terrible about your mom, but we're, we we got to be professionals here. Can I choke him out? <laughs> uh, so, do you just want to attack him? Yeah, I want to. Um, right, and so I'm uh, asking, so you're going to try to choke him out, or are you just, like, just doing it as an attack? Yeah, I think it'd just be a bare hands attack then, wouldn't it? All right, so oh, let me make sure I've got him. Because my idea was, she walks out. He asks her, oh, "What are you doing?" She replies, "I have to pee too." Crunk. All right. Um, roll your attack. So it's one d ten plus your effective bare hands. Plus your level, plus one, because you're the main character. Ten. All right. Let me see here. And his dodge is his... That hits. So roll me your damage. 1d10 plus uh, your bare hands plus one. Ten. All right. And he's going to soak some of that. So he's going to take four damage. No, he's going to take... No, he's not going to... He's going to take five damage. He's going to punch you. Okay. And so... That is... What's your sweetness plus level? He's going to hit. And then he's going to, his damage is 8 minus your soak. So 8 minus your fitness plus level. Which is 4. So you take 4 damage. Okay. We're, we're back on you. You're choking him so he can't cry out. Yeah. So are you going to keep choking um, him? Yeah. All right, so roll me your attack. Eleven. Alright, that'll hit him. So roll me your damage. So yeah, one D ten plus your bare hands plus one. Four. Wow, do you roll like a one? No, I rolled a two. Okay. Well, My bare hands. Yeah. No, so that makes it's okay. <laughs> so he's gonna soak that. So he's gonna he's gonna try to hit you again. And he's gonna hit you. And uh what's your soak again? 
four. You're taking another three damage. We're back to you. You're still choking him successfully. So. Hmm? I just want to, like, bash his head against the counter or something, but. Right. It's still count. Still bare hands attack. Oh, yeah. So. It just sounds cool. Well, if, if that's what you want to do, it's okay. So roll me 1d10 plus your uh, bare hands plus one. Uh, pl I mean, plus your level, too. So. Okay. Whoa. That'll hit him. Roll me your damage. 1d10 plus your bare hands plus one. takes three damage, so he's looking pretty beat up, but he's still he's still standing. It's well, <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting there, it's just that he's not a fodder character. I know! He's never I been he's never, he's never been re-archetyped, so he still can only take ten damage, but you've got him at eight. So it's like, it's not nothing, it's just, you know. I mean, he's, yeah, and He's, moving him. He's he's going to um he's gonna try to hit you, and he's gonna miss because that was the worst roll he could have made. So it's back to you. So what was your? Hmm? I rolled a nine, so it's thirteen to hit. Yeah, you definitely hit. All right. Um, so roll me your damage. My hits are always really good, and my damage is not great. <laughs> That's the way it works. Five. Five. That five is his soak. So yeah. He's, he's gonna try to hit you again. He does, because that was a ten. On the roll. What's your soak? Four. Alright. You're gonna take, um, so he got nine damage, so you're gonna take five damage. I'm not feeling great. What are you at? Three. Oh, three left? Or th yeah. Okay. Wait, how much damage have you taken? Because you can take... 12. Oh, wow, you've taken 12 damage? Well, 4 plus 3 plus 5. Yeah, no, I guess. Yeah. You gotta... So, it's up to... It's at you. I mean, the good news is that you can't get killed in this. You can just get knocked unconscious. Yeah. But, but it just sucks. Like, even if I try to, like, sweet move, there's no guarantee that it's going to be more... Right. But you just you just need to like literally you just need to get two more damage on this guy. Oh. Alright, let's try it. <laughs> I rolled a one. On your attack? Yeah. So what's your uh what's one plus what's your effective combat skill for bare hands? One? That's a five. Five does not hit him. Oh, you're so lucky he missed on his attack. 
So you both just are like whiffed on that one. Yeah. So it's back to you, Raz. Seven. Seven. All right. Let, that's your one d ten plus your uh, combat skill plus your level is seven. Yeah. All right. His sweetness is four, and his level is oh, that hits. Oh my gosh. That barely hits, but it hits. Roll damage. Five. Five. So 1d10 plus your bare hands plus one was five? Yeah. All right, he soaks that. He misses. Again, you are getting lucky. You are so lucky. I want to explain to the listeners at home exactly how statistically unlikely I keep rolling this poorly for him is. It is very unlikely because attack rolls are stacked to make sure they always hit. So him missing is very statistically unlikely, but it is what has happened. And so we're back to Raz, the luckiest person on earth, apparently. Seven to hit. That'll hit. It's another five. Oh my god. So, what are you, like, rolling threes here or something? I'm rolling threes. I'm constantly rolling threes. I'm so bad. Alright, he's gonna attack. It'll hit. What's your soak again? Four. You, you're gonna take one damage after that roll. All right, I will point out that uh, what's what's your bare hands plus your level? Three. He has eight damage. If you do two more damage to him, he is down. If you successfully pull off a sweet move, he is down. Oh. I can do sweet moves. Um, let me think of one. Oh, I've basically got him in a chokehold. Yep. I can, um, do, I forget what the wrestling move is called. But I basically just slam him on the ground with me on top of him. Yay! Does it work? Yeah. All right. You successfully body slam him or some other complex wrestling move, and it looks really cool, and he is down. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most frustrating fight ever because y'all kept (laughs) missing each other. (laughs) It just kept going. Like, if you had gotten knocked down, I would have had Mara come in and drag you out of there or something. You know what I mean? But, like, and we would have had to, and you would have, but here's the problem. You are right now beat to shit. My name is Trey Dorn, and I was your game master for this session, and I played everybody except for Raz Stormwood, who was played by Gen Proc, and Babbitt, who was played by Kyle Johnson. 
Stormwood and Associates is a production of Nerd and Tie. You can find more information at nerdandtie.com slash stormwood. You can also find us on social media at Nerd and Tie on Twitter, nerdandtie.tumblr.com, and facebook.com slash nerdandtie. This podcast can be subscribed to on anywhere that major podcasts are found, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and uh, quite a few other places, and anywhere that takes an RSS feed as well. To be continued. <laughs>